Yes, people, it is your Wednesday chin check, and boy, the weekend is a jam packed. So, we will be looking at the UFC and the two big LFA events happening this weekend. So, people, buckle up and let's go. This Friday, the LFA make their Brazilian debut. Oh my gosh, July is definitely a big time for the LFA. Two events, two events over in Brazil. They're fighting on Friday the 16th and then Sunday the 18th. And both cards, as you may imagine, are... Brazilian fiestas, people. So, on Friday, we've got a seven-fight main card. And, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting uh, fight on that one. Um, The lightweights are on show for sure. It all starts off with the heavyweights. We have Eduardo Neves against Eduardo Silva. Yeah, the Eduardos are, uh, yeah, they get to face off. So, a Giante, Eduardo Silva, who is, this will be second pro fight, right? He's on a two-fight win streak. Now, his first pro fight was a little while back, okay, so he uh, fought in June 2018, first round stoppage, and it would seem that his amateur fight, um, which was the same year in January 2018, that was a stoppage as well, so um, yeah, it hasn't got Maybe a crazy amount of ring time. And he will be going up against Babazo, Eduardo Neves, who is 3-0. So this is his fourth pro fight. He's on a three-fight win streak. And, uh, yeah. So, his fights, he's, he's definitely fought more recently. He made his pro debut in December 2019. He um, fought in February 2020, and he fought in February this year as well. All fights were stoppages, you know, um, the last being a first-round stoppage. And, I mean, having three pro fights is, is definitely a huge advantage, Right? I mean, that's a huge advantage. Now, I I would say that if Silva had had a load of amateur fights, then it would kind of negate that advantage somewhat. But he hasn't. And also, Neves, he fought more recently. Right? He's fought this year, last year, 2019. So he's fought three times since Silva fought. 
Right, and I just think that familiarity is going to be a, a huge advantage for Neves. And I reckon that Neves will be the one coming away with the victory. So, yes, that's where we're going on that front. Uh, so, from there, people, we uh, we jump to our strawweights. We have Yasmin Castaneo against Maristela Alvarez. All right, so Alvarez, she is 4 0, 4 fight win streak, you know, um, 4 pro uh, fights, essentially, right? All, um, all wins. So she made her pro debut in September 2018. She then fought twice in 2019, in June and October, and um, her last fight was in May this year. So definitely, yeah, definitely keep it active, and she's been fighting for victorious MMA. Okay, so her opponent, her opponent... Monstrinaya Yasmin Castaneo. Right, she is well 4 and 0. You know, four pro fights, four fight win streak. You know, so definitely they're um, even on that front. Now, Castaneo, she is 5 years younger. She's 24. Right, her opponent is 29. Um and Castaneo, so she made a pro debut in April 2018. She then fought in November 2018. Her next fight was April 2019. And then she fought again in March 2020. So keeping busy. Definitely keeping busy, which is... You know, a good look. She has fought in a couple of, well, three different promotions. Which I think that could be a bonus for her. Right? Because it's a different crowds, right? Different situation, different matchmakers. So you don't have just one person looking out for you. Right? Picking you favourable opponents may be right so i i think that has um potential to be a big bonus for her um i think it's a tough one this is definitely a tough situation i think uh, man you know what i i think i'm going to go with, um, I think I'm going to go with Castaneo, right? Because when you look at the people she's fought, especially her last opponent, Fian Souza, who was six and five, right? So she's she's fought people with fight experience, and I think that's huge. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Castaneo, but. It is a it is a well 
It's a well matched up fight, right? He both have got the same amount of fights. So um, yeah, it, it, it is one of those pick'em situations, right? So from there, we oh, where are we going from there? I don't know. Let's take a look. Right. Okay, we got the lightweight. It's the first of our lightweight fights, and we have got uh, Ku Fernandez against Luin. Sarandina, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, so, um, Pantarina Luana Sandandina, he is 6-0, and oh, six fight win streak, alright, made his pro debut in August 2015, he then went on and fought three times in 2016, in March, July, and December. Fought again in April 2018. And his last fight was in January 2020. So, yes. Um, yeah, he's won by TKO submission. You know, fought in a few different promotions. So, um, he's 30, right, 30. Now, he's going up against Ku Fernandez. Fernandez, um, he also is 6 and 0, right? And, yeah, he started out before. He started out a little earlier. He made his pro debut in April 2014. Right, so um, he then fought in August 2015, December 2016, December 2017, August 2018, and his last fight was October 2019. So he, he's got a good few finishes on the record. Right, and he's... You know, the people he's fought, they've all had, you know, more fights than him. Which, hey, that's always impressive. You know? He's always fought people with better records. So that's pretty huge. And I think the same can be said, right? The, the same can be said for Sarandina. He's also done the same thing. I mean, he's fought people with huge records, right? His last fight against Fabio Henrique Nascimento, right? Nascimento was 14-0. But, uh, yeah, he was able to pull that. So, yeah, I, I think this is a, it's an interesting fight. Which I I think when you look at their opponents and everything like that, I'm I'm leaning towards Lawn Sarandina. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Sarandina being able to get the victory in this one. Okay, then we jump to our light heavyweights, people. Okay, so we have got Rodolfo Bellato. Against Carlos Eduardo. 
So, Bebezino, Carlos Eduardo, he is 5-1 and one on a four-fight win streak. Okay, so his last fight was October 2019. Um, he beat Lorendo Silva, TKO. Uh, so he made his pro debut in May 2017. Lost his next fight, but then since then, it's been all wins. All wins for him. You know, TKOs, he's got submissions. So, yeah. And he's also fought people with, uh, yeah, uh, you know, decent records. Which is, yeah, impressive. So, his opponent, Trator Radalfo Melate. He is 6-1. and one. Um, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Marcos Matos at Future FC 10, and that was in December 2019. So, uh, yeah, made his debut in July 2017. You know, put together a, a lot of wins. Right, straight finishing his fights. Now, he did lose to um, Vitor Petrino, um, which is an interesting one, because Petrino, that was his pro debut. But, you know, he, he turned it around in his next fight. Right, so there is that. I mean, it's definitely an interesting situation, right? So, um, Bellato fights out of Team Nogueira. Um, and, yeah, Eduardo fights out of Tata Fight Team. Whew. I think... I think I am leaning towards Bellato. I think I'm leaning towards Bellato. But, hey, this is so closely matched. I Eva could definitely walk away without one. Okay, so from there, we are, we're dropping down another lightweight matchup. We have Arthur Lima. Against a Rodrigo Lidia. So, in this one, the Dynamis, Rodrigo Limi, is 11 and 2 on a free fight win streak. Okay, so, um, yeah, he last fought in October 2020. He beat Addison Fernandez. Oh, is a a, a a a title fight got the finish in the last round. So I think that's pretty big being able to knock someone out in a fifth round that shows your stamina is there. Um Yeah, so he made his pro debut in December twenty fourteen. 
lost to Bruno Oliveira. But, yo, then um, he put together a really good um, streak. You know, won uh, eight fights. Lost to Herbert Batita. But then he's um, won his next three. So, yeah, definitely impressive. And all finishes. No decisions here, people. No decisions. Um, A lot of TKOs. A lot of TKOs. He likes to put hands on you. (laughs) Does have a, um, you know, one submission. But you would feel that he does like to strike. So, he's fighting the Night King, Arthur Lima, who is 9-1 and on a three-fight win streak, fighting out of the Pitbull team. So, um, he fought this year. Right? He fought in May this year. He beat Deco Dahura, a rear naked choke in the first round. Um... Yeah, he fought last year. Um, fought in twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, made his debut in November twenty sixteen, and he has put together some very good victories. He's got submissions. He does like a submission. He's gone to the decision a few times, which is I think that's always a good thing to see, right? Because you you can. Assume from that point that your fighter's got stamina, right? That he can go all of those rounds. So, um, yeah. I I think with the win this year, I think that's big, right? Because when you think about it, um, you know, Liddy, he fought in October last year. So, I mean, that's not terrible, but uh, it's always good to just... Feel that octagon, you know what I mean? So I think people, and especially with the team he's fighting out of and all of that, I think I'm going to go with Lima. I think I'm going to go with Lima for the win. Which takes us to our co-main event. We're with the Bantamweights. And we have Ari Fariza against Marcus Breno. Okay, so Breno is 13 and 2, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against uh, Leonardo da Silva, and that was February this year. You know, he, he did lose to Taylor Lapilus um, in December 2019, but yeah, you know, he's come back from that with a win. Which is good. And before that loss, he was he'd boy, he was on a seven fight win streak. So yeah, you I mean you can see he's got skills, right? Made his debut in April twenty fifteen. Fought three times in twenty fifteen. You know, fought three times in twenty sixteen. Three times in 2017. Three in... No, four in 2018. 
right? Once in 2019. So he, he keeps busy. Ain't that's impressive. That's impressive. And something you like to see from a fighter. Um, now he's fighting Astro Boy Ari Fareza, who is a ten and two and on a five fight win streak, which is yeah, that's pretty impressive. He's got the age advantage as well. Fariza is thirty one, you know, and um, Breno is twenty four. So yeah, there's there's a there's a gap. Is a gap there. Um so he last fought for Tora MMA in October last year, beat Johnny Campbell. Um it was a doctor's stoppage in the first. He grapples as well. Right? He uh, grappled AJ Aguzman. Um he lost by a split. That the Guzman is very tough, so that's a that's a decent showing right there. He has fought for LFA before, fought at LFA seventy one Jackson v Souza. He beat Devonte Seawall in the first round via rear naked choke, which is pretty big. You know, so he yeah, being a, a jiu jitsu practitioner. He does like a submission. Right? Does like a submission. Um, and he's racked up a good few of those. Made his MMA pro debut in April 2014. So, uh, again, another really well-matched fight. You know, he's, he's picked up some really good wins. Right? Mixing it up. Um, oh man, this is a tough one, people. Boy, this is a tough one. I I I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Faris, just because he's, you know, he's coming on a on a streak, which is big. He's fought for LFA before, so there's that comfort. Stability with the promotion and all of that, and yes, you know, Breno fought this year in February, but you know, Fariz he, he he didn't fight that long ago, you know. So I'm gonna say Fariz gets it done. Astro Boy with the win, and also he's 31, so he knows. This is the, the time to do your thing. Like, Breno, he's... No, he's not 24. He's 23, right? So, he's got so much time left. So much time. He's not even anywhere close to his prime. So, yeah, I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Farizi for the win. Which takes us to our main event... People, it's a lightweight clash between Raganel Dasa and Ismail Bonafin. So, Maretta Ismail Bonafin, right? He is 14 and 3 on an 8 fight win streak, which is uh, pretty impressive, 
right? So his last fight was a first round stoppage of uh, Joye Lucas Neto, and that was September last year. Um, yeah, he likes a strike. He he's got a, a good few number of stoppages. He's also um, got submissions as well. So uh, yeah, you know, made his debut in August twenty eleven. So uh, yeah, fought three times in twenty eleven. Now lost the next two, lost the next two, but comes back in January twenty thirteen and goes on a five fight win streak. You know, he then loses to Renato Moyacano, Jungle Fight 71, but we know how good Moyacano is, right? And then since then, he's put together another, f- oh, seven fight, no, eight fight win streak. So, you know, I think, I think that speaks volumes right there. Still just 25. So he's going to be going up against the Anaconda Rangal Desa, who is 10 and 1 on a six fight win streak. He's a year younger at 24. Um, so his last fight was July last year, beat Ari Santos, first round stoppage. Um,. Yeah, fought a couple of times in 2020. Um, made his debut in March 2016. And he's got a mix, right? Submissions and TKOs. Right? He, his only loss was to Henrique Gomes. That was July 2018. But, uh... Yeah, you know, it's a tough one, people. This is definitely a tough Both very well matched. Very well matched. Um, Gosh, you know what? I think I'm going to go with the Anaconda. I think the Anaconda gets it done. But, boy, that's a... Fun ass card, people. It's a fun ass card. So uh, definitely, um, definitely one to watch out for. Well, Saturday night, we've got well another another UFC event at the Apex. This time it is UFC on ESPN. Uh, what twenty six? I believe, yeah, it's 26, and it is Makashev v Moise, so, um, boy, it's time for the, uh, lightweights to show and prove, people, there's 11 fights on the card, as of right now, it may change, sometimes it does, right, but, uh, yeah, we've got some good ones, we have definitely got some good ones. So let's uh let's get it popping. Right now. 
Um, we don't know who, I believe Anik is calling it, not quite sure who else, so, you know, we will, we will see, but you, hey, from all accounts, this is looking to be another fun card. So, with all the fighters on the card, there's a couple who have, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, not looking good on the loss front, so, hey, another loss could be it. So, one of those fighters is Malcolm Gordon. He is fighting Francisco Figueredo. It's a flyweight bout. And um, ex-Malcolm Gordon, he's 12 and 5. And he's on a two-fight losing skid. You know, so eight. sometimes free is is it. Sometimes you're kept around. It it does depend, but you don't want free losses. Don't want free losses on your record, people. So last time out, we saw him fight uh, Madageski Sue. That was in November last year. Right, it was a first round loss. Before that, he fought in July last year against Amir Albazi. And again, that was a first round loss. It went a bit deeper into the round, but yeah, not good. So, Gordon, he hasn't won yet in the UFC. And he came in, whew, came in on a, a, a four fight winning streak. You know, all finishes. Looking very good. So you know he is not happy with the way things are. You know. He wants to turn them around. Right. He, When you look at the record. He's won. Um, via you know, submission and TKO. Right. Maybe more submissions than anything else. Right. So it's just. Uh, yeah. he He needs to make a change. He is going up against Davis and Figueredo's brother, Francisco, the sniper, who is on a free fight winning streak. He is currently 12-3-1 with one no contest. You know, um, his UFC debut was a win over Jerome Rivera, and that was in January this year on Fight Island. So, uh, yeah, he was, and he looked very good, very good. Like he, he he lost the first round, but after that, he just really stepped it up. Um, so when you look at the record. Right, he's um, he's got a mixture of wins, you know, t- uh, stoppages and um, submissions as well. Right, I I think though, I think Figueredo is probably gonna take this one. Right, you know, Gordon, he needs to win, so he's gonna come out really looking for that, and that might be the downfall. I think I think he he could put himself in danger, and Figueredo will take advantage of that. But uh, we will see, we will see. But it's a dicey situation for Malcolm Gordon. We know that. So there's 
a few fighters that want to set this record straight, right? The last time out didn't quite go their way, you know? But, hey, before that, they've been on some little runs. So, uh, yeah, we're going to start off with their heavyweights. Yes, their heavyweights who are actually kicking off the whole card. We've got Alan Bado. Against Rodrigo Nascimento. So the black samurai. Alan Bado. He is 8-2. And, two, and um, yeah. He didn't quite work out. On his UFC debut. But he did fight Tom Aspinall. Right. He fought one of the. Oh, one of the bright. Newcomers. The young guns in the heavyweight division right now. Right, so um, that fight was in October last year. Ended in the first round. But, you know, Abadu, he he came before that with a, a couple of very good wins. Right? And before that, he'd been on a... Oof, Five fight win streak, only losing to Daoshi Lombuya, right? And we've seen what he can do. You know what I mean? So uh yeah. There there's no shame in that. But you can see Bado, he wants to show everyone the the quality heavyweight that he is. You know, he, he's won a lot of fights by TKO and knockout. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be wanting to put some hands, put some hands out there. You know what I mean? But, uh, yes, he will be fighting uh, Rodrigo Nascimento Zicolamia. Who is eight and one? Suffered his first loss last time out, right? Again, in October last year, he fought on the same card as Budo, and he also fought another of the rising stars in the heavyweight division, Chris Dukas. So yeah, they they both fought on the same card. They both fought up and coming young guns in the division. They've got quite a bit in common, you know. I mean, the only other thing is Nascimento. He came via the 2019 Contender Series. You know, he beat Mikel Martinek. And um, made his UFC debut with a nice win over Dontel Mays. Right, so uh, yeah, he's he's just had one more fight in the promotion, Lambado, uh, right? But um, yeah, he he's won with uh, TKOs and submissions, right? So he does have that. I I ooh, I mean, this is it's a close one. I feel right. I I, I think this one is. Yeah, it's a bit of a toss-up, right? Bit of a toss-up. I think, though... Ooh, people, I think I'm going to go with Bado. He's slightly taller. He does have a inch deficit in the reach. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, he trained with Cyril Gunn. You know what I mean? He may have trained with Francis. Who knows? But although he he you know he's only had one fight in the promotion, his record before that was very good. So yeah, I'm gonna say with Bado, he uh, he gets the win. So from there, we go to the bantamweights. We got Khalid Taha. And Sergei Morozov. Alright, so um when we take a look, um Moraz he is sixteen and four. And yeah, he lost his last fight. That was against Umar Numamagedov, who uh, you know we know how legit he is. It was his UFC debut. And that was in January this year on Fight Island. It was a second round at a rear naked. Uh, you look at his record though. He's won a... a poof. I mean, the majority of his wins do come via TKO. He does have a few submissions thrown in as well. But yeah, he's, he is very dangerous. On the flippy flip. Um, the warrior, Kahid Taha, he is 13-3 with one no contest. He also is coming off a loss, which was um, to Arani Barcelos, and that was November last year. But Barcelos, he is dangerous, man. We have seen him put on some very good performances in the octagon. So, uh, there is that, right? Um, yeah, he, he's been in the UFC since July 2018. It's been a bit of a, you know, lose-win kind of situation with the one-no contest thrown in. Um, you know, got a big win against Boston Salmon at UFC 236. But hasn't really, you know, uh, been able to shine yet. So, you know, that's what he's going to be wanting to do. Right, so, um, yeah, when you look at the record, he's got wins via TKO and submission. With some decisions thrown in as well. So, it's it's a pretty, it's a good matchup. It's definitely a good matchup. I think, though, Morozov, I think he might just have the edge. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Morozov for the win. But uh, definitely going to be a fun fight. So, from there, where are we going to go? Let's take a look and see. So on the card, we've just got one. Um, we got one debut, one debut. So uh, Preston Parsons, pressure Parsons. He uh, took. Now, man, I, I I think, I think this was a week's notice. It might have been a couple of weeks' notice. You know, it was, it was, he's a late replacement though. So, yes, he takes 
this fight at welterweight to challenge Daniel Rodriguez. Parsons, he is 9-2 on a four-fight win streak, fighting out of Elevate MMA. Right, so, um, yeah, he he's had his last few fights in combat Com- well, actually, no, I don't think it's combat It's just got a similar name, Combat Night Pro. Right, so his last fight was in June, June this year, won by a second round armbar. Before that, December last year, rear naked. Then July 2019, rear naked. And March 2019, a guillotine. So, uh, boy, you look, you look, and all these wins have been submissions. Yeah, not bad. He fought Mike Perry back in 2015. Right, they were both two and zero at the time. He lost, but look, Mike Perry's very good. You know, we've seen that. Um, but yeah. You know, Parsons, he likes a submission, which, oh, does make it interesting. Does make it interesting because Daniel Rodriguez, he's 10th planet, old D-Rod. Now, he's 14-2, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against... Mike Perry. <laughs> so yeah, they they've got Perry in common. Um that fight was in April this year. It was on the uh AB the second ABC card, in fact. Um yeah, Rodriguez had been on a pretty solid run, you know. Um well, an eight-fight run, I believe, until he lost a decision to Nicholas Dolby. It was a close fight. Was a close fight, you know. But um, yeah, Rodriguez is he's straight up tough. Straight up tough. He, he's not the kind of dude where um, you know, you 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 want a um, short camp. Okay, so definitely props, definitely mad props to Preston Parsons for taking this fight, you know, it, it's going to be interesting, I'm going to say Rodriguez, because I am very high on Rodriguez, but with that, the submission game that Parsons is showing, who knows, who knows? I figure that's where he will probably be trying to get it. But as said, Rodriguez is a 10th planet uh, practitioner. So you know he is no slouch in that department. What it does mean that we're going to have some fun ass fight here, people. It's going to be a fun ass fight. And I am all about it. Woo! I am definitely all about that one. It's the headlining fight for the prelims as well, which, yeah, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. So, boy, 
Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So we got three fights on this card where I feel the winner could step into um, some big time recognition, right? They're not going to be superstars. I mean, one is a superstar, legitimately, but you know, I think the a win. Makes the divisions take notice, right? The fighter might step into the top 15, maybe top 10, who knows, depending on, right? But it is, it's a big win. It would be a big win. So we start off, right, with the um, straw weights. We have got Amanda Limos against Montserrat Ruiz. And uh, yes, a win for Montserrat Ruiz, Conijo, you know, the Mad Rabbit, I believe, that's what, what it means. Um, yeah, I think that would definitely put her on notice in the division. She's 10-1 and one on a two-fight win streak. Uh, one of those is her um, UFC debut, where she beat Shania Baez. Right, so that was in March this year. She was a short notice replacement. You know, stepped in, got the job done. All right, so uh, and you know before that she beat Jan Zia Moradin in Invicta, Invicta FC forty one, and that was July last year. You know she's definitely very good, definitely very good. Look, she's uh, fights out Kings MMA. And um, she's 10th planet. You know what I mean? She's, she's got good jiu-jitsu. We've seen her. Uh, I believe she was at one of the combat jiu-jitsus. I believe. Um, but yeah, she is a bad, bad mama jamma. You know what I mean? Um, now, she will be facing Amanda Hina. Amanda Limos. Who is 9-1-1. She's on a free fight win streak. So you know. That's what I mean. She's legit. She's legit. She's beaten Lavina Souza. That was at UFC 259. Blakovic v Adasanya in March this year. Uh, first round stoppage. Before that she beat uh, Mizuki Inoue. That was in August last year. And Miranda Granger before that in December 2019. First round rear naked choke. So, yeah, she is, she's very good. Very good. Right? She's won fights with submissions and TKOs. So, uh, yeah, she she's legit. So, that's what I mean. If, if Montserrat can beat her, boy... People will be like, okay, okay, we've got to be careful of this mad rabbit. And people, I think Montserrat can get it done. So I'm taking the rabbit here. Uh, so then, right, we've got the lightweight matchup between Jeremy Stevens. And uh, Matiziz Garmont. And Garmont, the gamer, is very good. 
right? He's 18 and 1 with one no contest. Now, he lost his UFC debut. It was a split decision. And it was a crazy one because Gormon Katsadides, he just, you know, when he was speaking, I forget who he was speaking to. He was just like, no, I didn't win that fight. I, I shouldn't be. It was crazy. But after that, he went on and beat Scott Holtzman. You know, before he came to the UFC, he'd been on a, a very good streak over in KSW. You know, just really just impressive. A lot of stoppages. A lot of stoppages. So you just think, if he can beat Jeremy Stevens, boy, everyone will be... Taking notice Everyone be taking notice People Now little heathen Jeremy Stevens He's a vet He's a vet 28 and 18 with one no contest He's been in the UFC Since Man it's been a long ass time Right, well, he fought Din Thomas. Din, I didn't say, well, you forget, you, you, you know, if you just look and not pay attention, you say Din, Din Thomas. Um, so he fought him in May 2007. Thomas won that, that was UFC 71, Liddell v. Jackson. He went back to the regionals, won, and then came back. Came back to the promotion at UFC 76, September. Right, so just think, he fought in May, lost. Fought in July on the regionals, and then was back in September. That's how he used to be, people. You know, so he's been in for a long-ass time. Long-ass time. He can win a fight in any different way. You know, and we know... Hey, a push. He could take you out with a push. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's got that power. He is on a four-fight skid. Now, I don't think... I do think if he loses, he's probably safe still. Just because of the way he fights. Right? I think he could still be safe, but you don't want that. But I am going to take um, Garmour. I think Garmour is a rising star. And um, yeah, I think he's going to go on to do some big things. Now, our last fight in the jump off section. Hey, you know, I think people might question me on this, but I'm going to say it is Marion Ranou against Misha Tate. Right? So we know Ranou. This is her retirement fight. But on the flip side, it's Misha's comeback. Right? She has been away for four years. You know what I mean? Been away for four years. So you have to think to yourself, huh? Alright. It's a little crazy. You know? She um yeah, the last time she fought in MMA was November 2016. No, so five years. Five years, kind of. Um, She did a grappling fight. Submission Underground 2 beat Jessica Rye after that. But yeah, she hasn't fought since. So, 
When I say it's the jump off a tee, I mean a win will let everyone know, hey, she is back. Now, if she loses, she's not going anywhere, but a win will show people, oh, she ain't lost a step. Two kids, you know what I mean? All this ring rust and she's still kicking ass. Oh my days, right? So a, a win would be huge. Win would be huge. And Misha Tate is legit. This is a tough one because I like both. And I think both are very talented, right? A, a win would be a great story for Tate. But it's also a great way to end uh, Renault's career. Um, I'm going to say Renault just because she's fought more regularly. You know, and Tate's had that long layoff. Now, I do believe Tate could win, for sure. But I just, I like the story. I like the story. You know what I mean? Renault ending her career with this big win. Her her son's going to be in the corner. You know what I mean? It's just got that ring to it. So, yeah, I'm going to say Marion Renault. But, yo, that. That fight is literally a toss-up, people. Okay, so there are three fights that look like we straight up fire. Now, some of the fights, yeah, the, the fighters might have uh, might be coming off losses, but yo, these fights are gonna be straight crazy. So we start off in the bantamweight division, and we got Miles Johns against Anderson dos Santos. So Chapo Miles Johns, he's eleven and one, coming off a win, fights out of Fordus MMA, and yeah, last time out we saw him beat Kevin Nivedad, third round stoppage. So that was October last year. Yeah, and before the the loss to Mario Batista, he'd been on a run. He'd been undefeated. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, John's is John's ain't no joke, man. John's ain't no joke, right? He's got some TKOs. He's got some submissions, and he can grind it out as well. So he's fighting Benija Anderson Dos Santos. Right? Dos Santos is 21 and 8. Also coming off a win in the last fight. And that was against Martin Day. Got a first round guillotine. And it was much needed. Because he you know he lost the last the two before that to Andre Yule and Nad Naramani. So, um, yeah, he needed that win, and he got it. You know, looked very good in getting it as well. Right, so, um, yeah, he can win via TKO. He could also win via submission. You know, um, both are very, you know, powerful fighters, like to come forward. I think I might go with Johns, though. I think I'm going to go with Miles Johns. Right, I I think it's a, a very good matchup. Some great matchmaking there. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Miles Miles to take the win. Um so then we have a featherweight clash. 
We've got Gabriel Benitez against a Billy Quarantino. So um, Quarantino, he is a fifteen and three, and yeah, he's coming off a loss, right? Coming off a loss to Gavin Tucker, and that was in December last year. Before that, though, he'd um, yeah. Just been pouring it on. Hadn't lost since April 2016. Alright. So um, he's got some TKOs. He's got a submission. He's just tough. And we've seen him be able to turn a fight around. You know, remember that Spike Carlisle fight. Right. So we know what sort of bad man Billy is. You know, and uh, he's going to be stepping in there against Gabriel Abanites Mowgli, who is 22 and 8, coming off a win against Justin Janus. So that was in December last year. First round stoppage. You know, it was a, a very good stoppage, too. And it was much needed because, you know, he'd lost. Two back-to-back. It's Amar Morales and Sadif Yusuf. So, uh, yeah, that was a big, big old win for him. And, uh, yeah, he, he's won a few via TKO. He's also uh, been able to grab some submissions. You know, he came to the UFC via the uh, Latin American Ultimate Fighter. Season one of that. Right? Um, so yeah, no, he's tough, he's tough, um, ooh, I think I'm going with Billy, I think I'm going with Billy with this one, you know, but it's a great fight, definitely a great fight, and then we got the middleweights, Rodolfo Vieira against Dustin Stolzoff, um, and let's take a look. So uh, Stolzoff is 13-2. He's coming off a loss in his last fight. It was to Carl Dukas. Right? Carl Dukas, who is tough as hell. That was UFC 253. Figueredo v. Perez in November last year. Um, he came to the UFC via last year's Contender Series. He beat Joseph Fire. Um, in the first round, uh, uh, he he slammed him, hurt his arm. Right, it was a tough one. His fight was looking okay, but yeah, just fucked up his arm, man. So yeah, it was tough. But you know, he does like a submission. He's managed to pull off a twister. Um, he's also got TKO wins. Right, he's uh, yeah, he's no joke, people, no joke. And he is going up against the black belt hunter Rodolfo Vieira, who is seven and one. And man, that last fight was crazy because he was all over Anthony Hernandez, but just completely gassed in that second round. And Hernandez choked him out. It was crazy. So it was February. This year, right, and before that, Rodolfo had looked 
just really fucking good. Really good. You know? So he'd had, what, two fights in the UFC? Um, I don't, man, it, it's like, I think he was saying, like, it's never happened to him before. He doesn't know what happened, right? But I think he would have addressed all of that. I think he would have addressed all of that. And, you know, being called a black belt killer and then getting submitted in the way he did. He's going to want to come back. He's going to want to come back big. So I'm going to say Vieira pulls it out. Right? I, I Yeah, that's what I think. I think Vieira pulls it out. He's the older dude, so you know he knows time you know, time might be against him slightly. So, yeah, I'm going to say Vieira. Um, but it's going to be a great fight. The stones off is legit. But, yeah, keep an eye out for that one, people. But then, people, we are there at the end of the night. It is the main event. And the lightweights are on show. We have Got Islam Makashev against Tiaga Mayaise. And boy, this is this is a fun ass fight. Fun ass fight. Right? Both of their first main event. You know, it, it was meant to be um Dillashaw against um Sanhagen, but Dillashaw was injured. You know, so they they got their time to shine. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, so Mayase is 15 and 4 on a free fight win streak, fighting out of American top team. We saw him beat Alexander Hernandez in February this year. He also beat Bobby Green. Um, that was a close fight. I thought Green took it, but hey-ho. That was in October last year. And he beat Michael Johnson. Ankle lock. And Johnson was... He had a great first round. But my say, just second round. Inmari roll, took the ankle. Boom. It was done. It was done. But, uh, yeah... Boy, good wins, good wins, and um, it's put him on this, you know, collision course with Makashev, you know, so yeah, he's got submissions, he got to the UFC via the 2018 Contender Series with a TKO win over Giddison Cotis, right, so he can stop you with the hands, you know, so there is a lap. Um, but yeah, he is, he's got a tough one, he's got a tough one on his hands, because Islam Makachev, right, 19-1 and on a 7-fight win streak, you know what I mean, which is, uh, yeah, not bad at all, last time out, just put it on Drew Dober, oh my days, he looked so good. That was UFC 259. Blavolkic v. Arasania. Um, it was in March this year. Third round arm triangle. 
And uh, yeah, it was a very good win. He beat Davi Ramos. You know, Eamon uh, Toscurian. Right, Cajun Johnson. Glyson Tebow. Nick Lentz. Chris Wade. All real tough opponents. Right, just one loss on the record. And that was against Adriano Martins, UFC 192, Cormier v. Gustafsson in October 2015. Um, yeah, got caught, got caught in the first round. But man, before, like he is just all round good. You know, he's got submissions. He's got finishes. You know what I mean? Like, he is a legitimate star. Right? And I I think, you know, a big win puts him in the title picture for sure. I, I definitely feel that. A big win puts him up there. You know? And there's a lot of people that just don't want to fight him. Don't want to fight him. I'm going to say that, yeah, Makashev continues the momentum. And uh, we see him get a nice win here. You know, it's a fun fight, people. Five rounds. But, yeah, I've got Islam Makashev. I cannot wait for this card, people. I really can't. So, as mentioned, LFA, they've got another event on Sunday, right? And the big thing with this, a welterweight champion will be crowned. They are holding a Grand Prix one night and they're getting it done, which is huge, huge, right? Uh, so the card, the main card opens up with our welterweight Grand Prix semi-finals. So the first one is Gabriel Bonfim against Brenna Alberth. So with, uh, yeah, with this one, people, um... Brenna Alberf is 8 and 0. 25. Right? Made his pro debut January 2015. And, uh, yeah, no, that's right. Um, and he's, yeah, put together a very nice little, uh, resume of fights. He's fought. Some, yeah, he, he, especially in his last few, right? In his last few, he's been fighting people with records, you know, which uh, that's always a good look. Now, his last fight was a win over Nathan Batista, and that was June 2019. Rear naked choke in the first round. So, he goes up against Gabriel Bonafim Marinefia, who is a 10-0, right? And the brother of 
Friday's main eventer, Ismail Bonafim. Okay, so uh, he made his debut in December 2014. Um, he's 23. He's 23. You know what I mean? And he, yeah, he's been definitely on a on a little nice win streak, fighting um, people with decent resumes as well. Does look like he loves a submission. He has won, I think, every fight via submission, which is super impressive. You know, mix the submissions up as well. Rear nakeds, triangle, arm triangle, guillotine. Boy. Ho, ho, ho. So, his last fight, though, was April 2019. He beat uh, Mario Barreto in the first round. Um... People, I yeah, no, I think I'm gonna have to go with Bonafim. That record is just something else, just something else. So, yeah, that's what we are going to be doing there. So, um, we then go to our second, yeah, our, our, our second semi final. Well, we have Diego Diaz against Carlos Ali. Right, so, um, yeah, let's take a look at their uh, record. So, the Lion, Carlos Ali, he is 12 and 3 on a six fight win streak. Okay, so he last fought December 2016. He beat um, Douglas Araberio, arm triangle in the third round. Um, yeah, he's got a, a few stoppages. Does have some TKO wins as well. Yeah, made his debut in October 2012. Yeah, so um, yes, there is that. He will be fighting... D.D. Diego Diaz, who is 13-3, and one no contest, on a three-fight win streak. And, um, yeah, he, his last fight was October last year. Fought twice last year, also fought in August. Um, so, yeah, that's impressive. I like to see that. Alright, so, made his debut... In uh, July 2013. Um, yeah, fought a couple times in 2013. Then f- had his first loss. And a no contest. But I think that's good. Gets it out of the way. Right? Let's you understand. You know, there's lows in the game too. But, uh, yeah, you know. He's been racking up the wins. Racking up the wins. I mean, this is a fun friggin' fight. This is definitely a fun fight. Um, I think he's a year older than Leal's. Um, boy, 
I don't know people, it's very tough. Um, dear, oh dear. Oh, I think I'm going to say Diaz. I think I'm going to say Diaz, but yeah. It's a, um, I mean, it, 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 obviously people, when you say it could go either way, you know, but yeah, it, it's just one of them fights, right? It's one of those fights which is just super, super tough. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one for sure. We then go with the straw weight, and we've got um, Diana De Souza against Elena Loops. So monster Diana Souza, she's seven one and one on a four fight win streak. Um, so her last fight was a win over Yana Gadea, and that was in June this year. She she fought twice on that card. Right? She beat um, Larissa Rodriguez um, earlier on that night via a key lock in the first round. So, uh, yeah, pretty impressive. Did a little tournament business. Um, fought once last year. Got a first round finish over Ketlin Souza. Leg kicks. Very impressive. Yeah. Fought a couple of times in 2019. She made her pro debut in May 2017. Alright, so um, yeah, she, you know, she does. She's got a few finishes on the record, couple of TKOs. Submission, um, and she is facing Elaine Loops, who is four and zero on a five fight win streak. So um, yes, her last fight was March this year. She beat Ruth Pereira. Um, she fought. Oh, three times last year, July, September, and December. Um, all finishes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, actually, last year was her MMA debut. You know, before that, she had a couple of kickboxing fights, but yeah, you know, she's um. Not being in the game a long time, but doing work. Definitely doing work. Just one decision out of the four fights. Yeah, no, that's very impressive. Very impressive. I mean, Souza does have the greater experience. Does have the greater experience. Um, I mean, they both fought this year. It's a tricky one. It's definitely a tricky situation. Um, I mean, they're both on the same number with the win streak, right? Huh. 
this is a it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, you know, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say that loops. I'm gonna go with loops. Yeah, yeah. Ain't it's close? It's crazy, but yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's um put the cat amongst the pigeons. All right. So um, people then were with the lightweights. We have Junior Luis against Kanan Krasinski. So, um, Krasinski is 10-1, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Adriano Martins at Future FC 10, and that was December 2019. Um, yeah, he, he, he lost to... Alexei Mantanakivi, uh, first round stoppage earlier the year in 2019. Um, his only loss, but coming back and getting the win that that shows character later on in the year. So I mean that's good, man. He, he he's got submissions, you know. He will be fighting. Uh, Sniper Junior Lois, who is seven and three on a four-fight win streak. So, um, yeah, he last fought in August last year. Beat Jefferson da Fronzeca. Um, TKO win second round. Okay, so he fought earlier as well in 2020. He beat Gabriel Oliveira, another stoppage, third round. Um, made his debut in December 2013. Lost his first two fights. Lost his first two, but stuck with it. Which, um, yeah, always impressive to see, you know what I mean? Um... He's, yeah, he's got TKOs. Um, yeah, no submissions, just he likes to bang. He likes to bang. Ooh. I mean, boy. It's, it's another close situation, I feel. But I'm going to say Louise. Yeah, I'm going to go with Louise for the win there, people. Uh, which takes us to our next fight, which was with the flyweight Rafael Ramos and Felipe Estevez. So, um... See how this one looks. Felipe Lez is 7 and 0. Oh, 7 fight win streak. You know, he's, uh, yeah, his last fight was August 2019. It's a second round anaconda choke of Redeki Diaz. Does like the submissions. Um, he's got a good few of those. He does have a couple of TKOs as well. 
you know, made his pro debut in April 2017. So he is fighting um, Rafael Ramos, who is also unbeaten. He's 9 0. Um, and his last fight was a win over Eric Visconti. And that was September last year. Um, and he's got some submissions, some TKOs. Right? Made his debut in June 2015. So, uh, yeah, another well matched fight. Gotta say, the matchmaker over in LFA is. He's been on top form for these two events, people. Um, boy. I think. Yes. Alright, I think I'm gonna go with Estrevez for the win. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Estrevez for the win, people. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Okay, so our co-main event is the featherweight Carlos Augusta da Silva against Otto Rodriguez. So Rodriguez is twelve and one on eleven fight win streak. His last fight was ooh, April 2017. Got a guillotine choke in the first round against Dezavad Mufikic. Made his debut back in December 2007. So he's been around for a long time. Boy. Uh, and... Rodriguez will be fighting Carlos Augusta da Silva Sparta, who is 19 and 2 on a 17 fight win streak. God damn. Okay. Boy, that's pretty impressive. Um and also, he made his debut later on in July 2012. July 2012. Um, yeah, he's got a mix of TKOs and submissions on record. His last fight was Carlos Eduardo. He beat him in December 2019. So, uh, yeah, fought three times in 2019, all wins, two decisions, one TKO. He's got submissions, uh, and he mixes the submissions up. Who? I mean, I think I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I think I'm going with De Silva, you know. Great record, but he just fought more recently, and I think that is, I mean that's huge, right? That's huge. I, I I'd have said if Rodriguez, like, 
Because his last fight was in 2017. So if he'd fought in 2019, that's, you know, fine. But 2017, that, that's, a, that's a big break to be out of the game. You know, depending on how he's been training. And, you know, we had to put lockdown, which made it difficult. So was he keeping busy? Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I'm going to go with Da Silva. And, um, yeah, so our final will be the two winners of the um, the Grand Prix. And I believe that will be Gabriel Bonfim against Carlos Lille. And I would go with Bonfim in the final, people. So, yeah, let's see how this all turns out. Okay, people, so that's it for another episode. The computer is dying, so no fights. We're gonna, we'll, we'll go to that another time. But um, yes, we will be back on Friday to go over the news. So, people, oh, and there is a submission underground at the weekend. But uh, yeah, everything's dying. Couldn't find the info. So, but we'll watch and we'll recap on Monday. All right, people. So a lot to a lot to watch over the weekend. Have fun, and um, yeah, we'll recap it all on Monday's episode. Peace.